Hey guys, welcome back to Figuring It Out. I'm excited for today's episode. I feel like I always say that same phrase, I'm excited, but I am. Like today I have another great guest on. Her name is Asosa. And we're gonna talk about things related to self self-sabotage and confidence. So we're gonna kind of talk about our personal experience with that and just anything else that comes up. And I just want to quickly introduce Asosa. I found her, I remember precisely, I was talking to her on Clubhouse. I think that's how we first met. And it was like March or April of last year. So it's almost been a year now. And yeah, yeah, and it's been so cool to see you grow and see you progress and like how we have kept in touch has been really awesome. So uh, she has such great content on her Instagram, by the way, guys. So follow her. She is a coach and I'll have her tell you guys a bit more about that. And yeah, just go ahead and introduce yourself as Sosa. Thank you. Okay. So I'm a Sosa, otherwise known as the affirmation boss, and I'm a mindset and manifestation coach. So I mainly help women and female entrepreneurs up-level their lives and their business by overcoming their mindset blocks, their fears, their beliefs, so they can confidently shift into their dream life and attract more money, love, and confidence with ease. Yeah. And guys, she really is the affirmation boss. (laughs) (laughs) She is like, she's got so many great affirmations on her page. I resonate with all of them. And I wanted to ask, I think we may have talked about this in the past, like how you came up with that name. That's a good question. Okay, so I feel like my journey with manifestation was, you know, it's been like, what, seven plus years now, but it was only within the past two years that things really shifted for me. And one of those things was affirmations. And when I did more research, I realized the reason was, you know, because I was starting to unlock manifestation from a subconscious level. So when I started doing that, I started realizing that I was manifesting like little big things like money opportunities, you know, certain people into my life with, with more ease, which is exactly, you know, what I preach. Right. So that's kind of how that started because I was like, okay, like, you know, I'm, I'm going to be a boss now. I really like affirmations. So it just kind of like made sense. (laughs) Yeah. I, I love that. I think affirmations can be so, so powerful And especially when you find the ones that resonate with you and it might be like for a specific area of your life that you want to focus on more. Cause like there are affirmations for everything you could do money, confidence, relationships, family, like pretty much, pretty much anything. Yeah. I've even seen some for conception. (laughs) You you can make an, an affirmation for anything. It's all subjective. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's all subjective as I said before, they're so powerful. They're a great tool for manifestation as well. And I find that whenever I write one out that I really resonate with, it helps me a lot. It just like immediately lifts me up in my mindset and my energy. Yeah. Yeah. So one other thing I wanted to like talk about was maybe a high and low of the past week for each of us. It's Wednesday currently when we're recording, but in like the past week or so, a high and a low. Yeah. Do you want to go first? 
Sure. Okay. So I'm going to start with the low. So we end on a good note. <laughs> I'll say for the past week, a low was just, I guess, like a bit of like a mental block I'd been dealing with. So that was just feeling overwhelmed and stress and a bit of like anxiety just with, you know, certain goals that I have. I'm definitely a person who I love setting goals, but I also feel like I put a lot of pressure on myself and I'm sure a lot of people can resonate with this. And, you know, there's no timeline it's really about shifting that belief that thinking you need to have certain things done by, you know, a month, a week from now, whatever, everyone has a different journey. So not really comparing yourself, but yeah, I've definitely struggled with comparing myself in the past week and really feeling like I should be further along in certain areas of my life than I am. But a positive or a high is that like we were talking about before, you know, we started this past weekend, it was Valentine's day. So it went away with my, with my boyfriend and one of the things that we did was a Nordic spa. And what I really liked about that was that it's a very holistic approach with the going in from hot baths to the cold baths and really focusing on intentional breathing. And there were relaxation areas and saunas and things like that. And we spent like five plus hours, I believe. And it was just very intentional and meditative. At one point, I remember thinking, I don't think I've had one like lingering thought the past few hours like your mind just felt completely blank and that's like honestly uh, I feel like my dream life would be feeling like that 24 7 mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe it's wishful thinking but I don't know we'll manifest it <laughs> yes yes manifest it make an affirmation like to I think it helps you to feel in the present you know yeah that sounds like what it is just feeling so in the present that you're not thinking of anything else and I think a lot of people can relate to that like I I think that happens often when you go on vacation and like, you'll be at the beach and you're just looking at the waves in front of you. And that for me is like a moment where I feel kind of what you're talking about. Right. It gives you a lot of perspective too, on what's important and like what you've been giving your attention to that is not that significant. Yeah. Yeah. It really helps you to like, you step away from all your worries and then you kind of see them from a, from an observational standpoint and Mm -hmm. it doesn't seem as they don't seem as big and daunting. hundred percent. Yeah. So I, I would also say positive for me in the past week or, okay, well, maybe I'll start with the low. Yeah. So <laughs> the low has just been that I've been fatigued lately and I am really ready for like warmer weather. We actually had a really warm weekend and then it went down back to like the twenties and thirties. And today though, it's going to be really warm and start being more like spring. So I'm excited for that. But yeah, the fatigue has just kind of been hitting and I'm ready to like get a lot more vitamin D. So Mm -hmm. I think that'll help. And (laughs) the high for me was also Valentine's day. Uh, My boyfriend and I, we cooked a meal together. It was something we hadn't cooked before. We like to try out different recipes. So we made a shrimp and bacon Alfredo, garlic Mm -hmm. shrimp, shrimp and bacon Alfredo. And that was really good. I just had that for lunch. So uh, that was a really nice Valentine's Day. Yeah, it was nice to kind of start the week on on that note. Start that yeah. because Valentine's Day was Monday. Oh, yeah, Monday. Yeah. Yeah. So I I would say that was my high of the week. Yeah. So we will get into the content now. Self sabotage, confidence, all the good stuff that goes along with that. Mm-hmm. So. My question that I think we can center around on for these topics is starting off with self-sabotage. 
Right. For you, Asosa, what would you say that looks like for you either currently or like, I think maybe in the past, if it was more of a struggle for you, like what did that yeah. look like? So I'd say ultimately self-sabotage is, you know, exactly what it sounds like. It's sabotaging yourself, your own happiness, your success, your peace, right? And I find that a lot of people end up doing that because they're in unfamiliar situations that might feel uncomfortable. Anything that's, you know, foreign, your ego mind kind of says, oh, that's unsafe. But unfortunately, anything that's, you know, new, anything that's outside of your comfort zone, that's foreign, right? which isn't necessarily a negative thing. And for me personally, and we've talked about this before, but in the past, I was in like really toxic relationships, especially um, the relationship right before this one was really toxic, definitely the most. So for me personally, going from that to, you know, being with my soulmate, it was a big jump. And although I felt ready and like I'd been through some healing, at the beginning of this relationship, I, I still had a lot of healing to do. And he really pushed me to do that too and made me face certain demons that I didn't realize I even, you know, still had to deal with. A lot of times when you go from, I'll say uh, relationships as an example, because that's something a lot of people can relate to. <clears throat> but when you go from a toxic relationship, you're uncomfortable with the new, you're uncomfortable with feeling happy, with feeling supported, with feeling, you know, like you can trust that person because it's something that you've never had before. Right. So that was really, um, trying for me because I had to push myself to face these demons that I had buried ones that I realized I had and ones that I didn't realize I had. And, you know, I had to start to learn to be comfortable with being happy and comfortable with being with someone who made me feel, uh, you know, respected, adored, loved, just, everything was new. Everything was different and in a good way, but because you're not used to that, it almost feels like it's not safe. And that's your ego mind again, trying to protect you and be like, oh no, this is unsafe. But actually that was the safest relationship. And this is the safest relationship I've ever been. Yeah. Wow. I relate to you so much about that. We've talked about this in past conversations yeah. about how like, I also went through a emotionally abusive, it wasn't even a relationship because they didn't want to commit. So, mm -hmm. but it was, yeah, it was hard. Um, and so as you were saying, you get used to feeling, you get used to feeling unheard. And so when you get into a healthy relationship, then yeah. when you're with someone who's actually treating you well, I found that for me, I wanted to sabotage it because it felt unsafe. It felt unfamiliar. And for me, like, it's my relationship. It's been three years now, but even still, sometimes it'll come up and I'll like want to sabotage something, this, this great thing that I have because of past memories and past patterns, basically. Mm -hmm. And that's what self-sabotage can look like for me, for sure. And yeah, it's crazy how like being with someone toxic can can cause you to still behave in a certain pattern for years and years down the line. Yeah. Um, unless you really like look at it and realize you're doing it. So I think bringing awareness to it helps a lot. And yeah, I just can't believe like how much we relate on that. Um, I think self-sabotage can really show up in relationships, especially romantic or even friendships maybe too. It's something to be aware of where you know, you realize, okay, wait, I'm with someone who's actually a healthy, like stable person. So why do I like, why do I want to 
ruin that? Why do I want to like behave in a certain way that's going to sabotage that? So I think, yeah, that's like a big thing that I've noticed for myself. Yeah. And I think a lot of women too, we kind of get used to, you know, relationships not going a certain way and failing to the point where we expect that. So when we realize that that's not happening subconsciously or like unconsciously, we create these situations or scenarios, whether in our head or like physically creating them or verbally creating them, where it almost pushes that person away from us, or it pushes them, you know, towards that. So like, if we're used to someone cheating, we start accusing that partner of cheating, even though, you know, there's no evidence of them doing that, they're not doing that or whatever, but you're so used to that. And that's like, what's comfortable for you. I feel like to grow, we need the discomfort, but a lot of us have a low tolerance for com- uh, for discomfort now, especially considering we're in a digital age where everything is instant gratification. You can scroll right now on your timeline. And I'm sure you're gonna see someone with Ferrari, you're gonna see someone who just got engaged, you're gonna see someone with like each of your goals, right? So you you physically can see it. So you think, oh yeah, like I can have it, which yes, you can, but you're like, I want it now. So we're not used to like, that that gap that delay in time and the delay in the growth that we need the discomfort we get so afraid of being being just being discomfort being uncomfortable that you know we end up self-sabotaging and I think there's a difference between temporary um discomfort and the discomfort that is unsafe um and I think that temporary discomfort is necessary for your for your growth. You know, if you run when things feel scary and when they feel uncomfortable and you don't sit with it long enough, you're going to lose out on the lessons and the benefits that it could have because there's growth, there's lessons to come from all of the pain that you had. Because I'm sure like that, you know, relationship you talked about that, or I guess it wasn't really a relationship, but that situation that you talked about the same way in my um, like toxic relationship and relationships in the past, I learned something from it, whether it was about myself, whether it was about other people, but I learned something and that wouldn't have been able to happen had I not been able to sit in the discomfort, whether that was in that relationship or in my new relationship, you know, well, it's not really new anymore, but Mm -hmm. (laughs) in this current relationship. Yeah. There was something you said there about how self-sabotage, you know, it can seem like a bad thing and like it definitely isn't a helpful behavior, but I think maybe a silver lining that comes out of it is that you get to connect with your partner deeper when you, when you realize you're doing these things. And for me, like definitely uh, acknowledging my behavior to my partner has helped a lot for us to have like deeper discussions. So yeah, I was just thinking about how, like, okay, what would I have been like if I actually didn't experience that previous relationship? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, we may not have had those deep conversations. And also, as you were saying about like, if you run from discomfort, then I think what can happen is it'll end up like catching up with you anyways, because there are certain lessons that we came here to learn on this planet and ultimately they're going to benefit you. I think it's, it's good to see like the silver lining in how it can lead to deeper connections with people. If you had gone through some bad situations in the past. Yeah. I love how you said that too, that, you know, it can allow you to be, to have that deeper connection with your partner, because I feel like it gives you that extra accountability and awareness. So you're now aware of what you're doing and you're acknowledging it it to them and they also can hold you accountable. So certain times where things are happening, they can tell you, you know, Hey, this, I feel like this is like one of those self-sabotaging moments. How are we going to get through this? And allows you to understand yourself better and them to understand you better. 
Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So what were some things that kind of helped you recognize the self-sabotage and get through that? Yeah, definitely a lot of awareness, first of all, and self-reflection. So going back and thinking about, so when this all happened, it was around the beginning. I I don't even know if you can say the word, I'll say the icky, but everyone knows what I'm talking about. So it was around then, right? And that was honestly the start of like this current relationship. So Mm -hmm. I had a lot of time for reflection regardless. And when I really thought about it, I thought about past relationships, you know, role models of relationships and things like that. And I started to see certain patterns. I saw patterns in them and I saw patterns in myself and I realized, um, when certain and also like you know my boyfriend let me know too in certain situations like certain things that I would say or certain things that I would do and I started to realize that okay yeah these are self-sabotaging behaviors because I don't feel like it's safe or I'm worthy of being in a healthy relationship this feels new to me and like I feel like something bad is going to happen so Mm -hmm. I'm like it's almost like you're guarding yourself and you're protecting yourself mm-hmm. in case something bad does happen. Like yep. you're, you're um, preparing yourself for the worst, right? So I started to realize that, that I was doing that. And like, once you're aware, you can start to address it. So it's not even about doing everything all at once, but it's about the small mindset shifts and starting to realize, like I realized, okay, yeah, I'm uncomfortable, but some good can come from this. So just growing and allowing yourself to feel your feelings. I always say, allow yourself to feel your feelings and never suppress mm-hmm. it because the sooner you go through it is the sooner you're going to come out on the other side and you're going to learn something from it. Yes, absolutely. You know, I'm such a proponent of allowing emotions and letting it out because it's just going to stay in your nervous system. It's just going to yes. come out later on and you'll feel better yeah. once you get it out. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And something else I was thinking about Oh yeah. Like a specific example for me, I think where I started to notice I was doing it was, well, I was also working with a therapist for like my first year in my relationship with my boyfriend. So that helped a lot. That helped me realize when I was kind of talking things out to her and I was, I was realizing, oh wait, the way I'm phrasing this and the words I'm saying, it sounds like I'm trying to control the situation or I'm Mm -hmm. trying to like yeah, like not see, I'm trying to kind of pick out the negative. And I think that if you're in a relationship with someone and you might have those self-sabotage, self-sabotaging tendencies, it could come out in like picking fights, for example, picking fights that aren't really important, you know, on small things. Or if you have anxiety, I think like what you were saying about having anxiety about like being with this stable person, Um, and waiting for something bad to happen like that is that could also be a little bit of a crossover between anxiety and self-sabotage so it's these little things and like you said I think small steps are going to be the most effective in the long term and because you're not going to figure out every self-sabotaging tendency at once you're going to kind of like recognize one thing you do specifically and then maybe a month later you realize another action you're doing and you're like where is this coming from oh okay maybe maybe it's this so it's like you kind of connect to connect the dots over months and months yeah exactly and i think um 
when it comes to self-sabotage, one thing that I've noticed is a lot of times, you know, it either comes from a place of fear or a place of unfamiliarity. When it comes to fear, it ends up holding us back, right? Because you're avoiding that temporary discomfort that I talked about. But it's not just you're avoiding the discomfort in the moment, but also long-term because it comes up in different things other than just relationships. Like you may regret certain decisions that you didn't take because you were afraid of being uncomfortable. Like mm-hmm. you may want to start that business, go after those goals, but because you think, oh, well, you know, I'm afraid of people judging me. I'm afraid that nobody's going to buy from me. I'm afraid that it's not going to work out. I'm going to fail. Because of that, you stop yourself from taking those risks. And especially in entrepreneurship, it's important to take those risks, right? Like that's really where the growth comes from because mm-hmm. ultimately, there's no failure. It's just feedback. So you're going to learn something. And I think the only time you fail is when you don't even try because you Mm -hmm. didn't even give yourself a chance. Right. So, you know, skipping out on those opportunities out of fear of failure, fear of judgment, you know, the fear of just being uncomfortable, even for a short amount of time, it just ends up like, I feel like that ultimately is the definition of self-sabotage because Mm -hmm. you're holding yourself back from the possibilities. Mm -hmm. And and most times you just end up regretting it like a year later. You don't want to look back and say, well, what if? Yeah. If if I had just done, you know, X, Y, and Z, I'd be in a completely different place as opposed to the same unhappy place that you were in a year ago. Now you're still there. Yeah. Yeah. At a young age, there was a quote that I heard about like how you don't regret the things you did. You regret the things you didn't do or like, yes. You don't regret the things you said. It's the things you didn't say sometimes. Now, I, there might be a couple like exclusions to that, but that when I heard that at a young age, like that really stuck with me. And so those are like the, that's the quote. And that's the mindset that helped me a lot, specifically with like the TEDx talk, being a drum major, um, personal training, physical fitness, like all of that and and coaching, like starting my own business yes. too because that that idea of what if it just uh, I'm not about it (laughs) no I completely agree I think one thing that helped me last year was setting um a word for the year and my theme was fearlessness and because of that I pushed myself to get out of my comfort zone like so much anytime um I would feel uncomfortable or like oh I'd start to get like those limiting beliefs come up I'd be like remember what your theme is And, you know, that pushed me to do so many different things, to try so many different, uh, like, adventures. And even, like, starting this business, like, I'm very proud that I've started this business. And it was interesting when you said, um, you know, it's been nice to see, like, how I've grown. I I also had to, like, sit back and think, whoa, like, we really have known each other, like, nearly a year. And, like, I've seen you grow, you've seen me grow, and, like, obviously, I've seen myself grow. And I just think that that would have never happened had I left like that fear and those limiting beliefs hold me back. And like, that's why I'm so passionate about this work because it's honestly, every everything is mindset. We hear it all the time. Seriously, everything is mindset mm-hmm. because it's only ourselves that hold us back. Mm-hmm. It's so true. It's so true. Like what else is holding you back? It's yourself. It's your own actions. I mean, you could debate about like fate, if we have free will and all of that. But ultimately, I think when you're just kind of, you realize, okay, we're in a 3D world and you decide to move to the couch. You decide to get outside. Like you can control all these actions. Exactly. Yeah. And obviously there are things you can't control, but 
like what you can control is making the decision to go after something. Exactly. Yeah. And I think we get caught up in the external like circumstances and people think, oh, well, this person had that or, you know, they had some sort of advantage. It's like we're constantly looking for the gap between us and other people who have what what, um, we want to like console ourselves. And that also is a form of self-sabotage because at the end of the day, it's only us who decides what we have, what we want, what we desire, like what we can do, what we can be, what we can have. It's ultimately up to you and the actions that you do or you don't take. And I find one thing that's, you know, really important when it comes to um, mindset is starting before you even feel ready. Even if it's scary, like I always say, you know, start scary, start messy. It doesn't matter. Just start it. At the beginning of starting my business, I had no clue how social media worked. Like I didn't have social media until last year. So really, wow. Yes. So I had no clue how any of this worked. I'm still learning. You know what I mean? And then like come to, I'm here trying to figure, okay, how do I talk on my story without fumbling over my words? Then I have to learn about these things called reels. (laughs) I'm like, what? I have to show my face. Then I had to figure out at first I was talking to, like, it was like, um, videos. At first I was doing that. Then I'm like, oh, people are dancing. People are lip syncing. Like what? So, you know what I mean? Like, it's all about being uncomfortable in the, in the short term for that long-term gain mm-hmm. and that growth. And I think if we stop chasing the outcome and the result and we start mm-hmm. chasing the journey and the growth, we're going to see like so much more success and happiness and inner peace. Because I find that when you're going after the journey, the journey, the process is going to happen regardless, right? Mm, if the true. goal is the outcome, you're always going to be looking for more. You're always going to feel like there's always that gap and waiting creates more waiting. But if you're going after the process, the journey and enjoying that, you know, that growth, it's going to happen. Wow. Oh my gosh. Everything you just said was like gold. I love <laughs> I had never thought of that before about like how the journey is going to happen anyway. Yeah. I don't know why I just didn't think of it that way. Like, yeah, you, your life, your whole life is the journey and it's going to happen anyway. May as well enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. Might as well enjoy it and be willing to learn. I think that's also a big part of overcoming self-sabotage is being willing to learn how to and learning how to deal with fear, learning how to step out of your comfort zone mm-hmm. Yeah, everything you said was awesome. And I also love how you set a word of the year being fearlessness for last year. And what was your word for this year? Expansion. Oh, expansion. I expand on everything. Um, I don't not necessarily everything from last year, but like just I want to expand on growth. I want to expand on healing. I want to expand on, you know, love, confidence, success, everything. <laughs> Hmm. I love that. I, I actually remember you posted about that like a month ago and I mm. love that word expansion. It feels so great. <laughs> and you mentioned confidence. So let's get into that. Like, you yes. know, what does confidence mean to you and what are things that help you feel your most confident? Yeah. Okay. So confidence, I feel like the best way I can describe it is being able to walk into a room and fully be yourself and not worrying about what anybody else thinks, uh, who's judging you or whether or not they're going to like you. It's just being able to be authentically you. Mm. And for me, I think one of the biggest things that's helped with my confidence is number one, just being 100% myself. And I think a lot of times we hear this and we're like, well, what if we don't know who we are? 
take away all of the trauma that you've been through, take away all the limiting beliefs and what other people have told you that you need to be, you know, the things that you need to do. And who are you? What do you enjoy doing? And I think another thing that really helped me with confidence was action. Starting, like I said, start before you're ready, no matter what it is in life, just start because ultimately you're going to learn. Like I said, there's no failure. You're just going to learn a lesson. You're going to get feedback and then you keep going. So definitely start, start whatever it is that you want, start messy. And, um, I'd say boldly be yourself, you know, don't be, don't be scared because somebody is going to resonate with you, especially in the, um, entrepreneurial world online and things like that. Mm -hmm. Be yourself because someone is going to love you for exactly who you are. Like whether that's a relationship, whether that's friendships, whether that's, you know, business wise, someone's going to connect to who you are and the way that you act. And then there's people who don't, and that's perfectly fine. I don't like everyone in this world the same way. Everyone in this world doesn't like me. And that doesn't bother me because I know who I am. And I know like what I love about myself. And I think, sorry, I know I'm going on a rant here, but the last thing also is, um, I remember it was when I was younger and there was a point because, you know, I wasn't always this confident and, you know, it's still something like I work on. Um, but I think at one point I realized if I laugh at myself when I fall down, like physically, if I laugh at myself when I fall down, how can it bother me if other people laugh at me? Mm-hmm. Because I'm the first one to laugh. So, you know, I guess if you use that in a, a metaphor, a metaphorical way, um, if you can fully laugh at yourself, if you can look at your mistakes and own it, if you can just completely own yourself and your truth, mm-hmm. nobody else can make you feel any type of way for that because you know who you are. Yes. Yes. Like clap emojis. <laughs> Love that. You have to be yourself, even if you don't know who that is exactly. Um, last year, I started really resonating with the word free spirited. And that kind of sounds like what you're talking about with confidence is like walking into a room and not being afraid to like, not worrying about what other people think. And that it kind of reminds me of having like a a free spirited vibe and living without like these metaphorical chains that are like bringing you down and like exactly limiting your behavior for example so as you were also saying about like the trauma like taking that trauma away and as like an analogy or a metaphor I heard this person Michael Neal he's a coach talk about how what you have to do is not add anything to what who you are it's about Mm. taking away the layers of things that aren't you yes unbecoming Mm -hmm. who you're not yes oh my gosh Mm -hmm. yes yeah and another great quote I just I love quotes um is like who were you before the world told you who to be oh my gosh yes I love that you mentioned that I've heard that one too and I I definitely resonate with that yes yeah I believe that quote was from Charles Bukowski but I heard that quote I don't know, a year or two ago. And that always like immediately makes me feel better. It's like, yeah, who was I when I was younger? And if you think of kids and like how they are just so freely themselves up until a certain point, um, I think there's probably a certain point in elementary school where you might start like being less confident, like that leads into your, um, into your teenage years. And sometimes Mm -hmm. Yeah, the teenage years can be really hard. They were for me, definitely. And like you, I was not confident all my life. Uh, and it's it's a process. Like I think something we've talked about is how confidence can fluctuate. 
and how it's not, it's not like, okay, I wasn't so confident in my teenage years and now I'm just there. I'm like a hundred percent there. You know, I think it can fluctuate on the day. It can fluctuate based on other events going on in your life. So it's, it's a process. It's a journey. Yeah, I would say um, confidence isn't necessarily a destination. I think that that a lot of people think that it's a destination. You just get there and all of a sudden, okay, like this is who you are for the rest of your life. I feel like it's like abundance. It's a state of being. So you can tap in and out of that, right? There are days where you're going to be confident, or even probably in the same day, you might feel confident. And then in another situation, you're not so confident, right? And again, just take that as feedback for what you need to work on or maybe that's telling you like a certain trigger that you have because I'm sure like in certain situations like this you and I talking like this is something familiar you're gonna be more confident but maybe in like a situation I'm not telling you but like just an example maybe Mm -hmm. in certain situations like if you're at a party and you don't know anyone you might be a little less confident right Mm -hmm. yeah what's weird for me actually is that I tend to be more confident in front of strangers than I do like my Mm -hmm. own friends and family and is it, is it like that for you or is it the opposite? You know what? Um, that's actually pretty, that's a good one. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like I've gotten to that place. My mom's really outgoing. So she'll go outside and she'll like literally talk to strangers on the street. So it's kind of been normal for me. So I'm pretty good. I feel like being confident um, with strangers and with like family and friends. I would say the, mo- the times where I'm like the least confident are, it's definitely when I compare myself to other people. So it feels mm-hmm. like mainly online. Like if I'm looking at another coach or somebody who has something that, you know, I want, that's mm-hmm. when I feel a little bit more insecure, but I've been learning to, you know, kind of shift that belief. And instead of looking at it, like, oh, they have what I want and being envious, looking at it as a positive thing, because if I see that they have mm-hmm. that, I mean, it's in close proximity and, and it's available for me as well. Yeah, that's true. That's a really great mindset shift. Like I need that. I needed that because lately I've also been struggling with comparison mm-hmm. and I think it's really, it's really natural for anyone to, I I don't know if I've met anyone who has said like, they have never struggled with comparison. It's like you, even though you have all these great things going on in your life, you'll see something you don't have. And then like, that's what your ego mind can focus on. Exactly. But then I think, you know, here's a good like connection between what we've said today is like, okay, bring the focus back to yourself and go for something that scares you. Like, I think that for me has also given me a lot of confidence is doing things that I didn't think I could do before, like running five miles, speaking in front of a group of people like formally and yeah, just doing things that once scared you, I think that can bring a lot of confidence. Yeah. And also reminding yourself too, like what you've been through and the success that you have had, remind yourself about that kind of gives like yourself social proof that, okay. And it, it reassures you that, you know, if I've been able to get over this, I can get through this as well. Yeah. Is there anything that scares you currently that like you might be thinking of doing or yeah, just anything related to that? Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily say it's like something specific. Like (laughs) I really, really, really implore anyone to create like a a word theme for the year because I feel like fearlessness really like 
kicked me in the butt and it made me Mm -hmm. like no longer not that I don't have fears but like it made me look at anything that I am scared of and say like no that's not impossible for you so I would say like it's more so like an emotion I just don't want to look back and feel like I'm still in the same place as I was like a year ago for example right like Mm -hmm. I never want to say stagnant I always want to grow and like on that note, one of like the last things that I really wanted to get across to everyone was, I want you to ask yourself, what is scarier? Is it failing because you tried or is it failing because you never tried and you decided to always play small? Mm. Can you say that again? Of course. Yeah. So I want you to ask yourself, what is scarier? Failing because you tried and it didn't work out the way you wanted it to or failing because you never tried and you decided to always play small. Oof. Yeah. Don't, (laughs) (laughs) don't play small. You guys like, uh, I think that's a a shift I'm actually already seeing in our generation is we are starting at least like in the people I surround myself with on social media, like you and other people who are talking about all these things and doing things that scare them. Uh, I'm starting to see a shift in people like really stepping into themselves and not being afraid to like not playing small. And so it's really beautiful to see. I'm really happy to like see our generation making that shift. And I mean, it doesn't even matter what age you are like for anyone out there. I think it's never too late to start. You know, I, I used to go by the phrase it's now or never you. So yeah, do it now. I love that. Yeah. It's so true. Any, any last like comments for the audience or any other thoughts on confidence and self-sabotage and yeah. Yeah. I would say ultimately to no matter what, follow the fear because that is where growth comes from. It comes from that temporary discomfort. It comes from, you know, feeling the fear and doing it anyways follow whatever you are, you know, that's, that's considered like, um, I'll say decently safe, you know, nothing that's life-threatening, follow that fear because you're going to learn something regardless. Right. And going along with that, something I thought about was what helps me a little hack. I mean, maybe it's not for everyone, but for me, I do some public speaking and what helps me like have that confidence in front of people is I think about channeling someone who is very confident, like a speaker who I admire. I think about, okay, like, like putting myself in their mindset and channeling, just channeling a more confident version of myself. You could say your higher self, like that's a little hack that helps me. And yeah, it's just like, I think confidence has to do with a lot of mindset shifting and self-sabotage like those things once you learn how to deal with self-sabotage once you go for things that scare you that is really where confidence can can come from so like I said there's a silver lining when you are someone who has experienced self-sabotage you know it leads to a lot of growth yeah a hundred percent yeah and also uh so so you were talking about how like you didn't, you weren't on social media until about a year ago. And Mm -hmm. like, I think as I was saying at the beginning, you guys like go check out her Instagram because it's so aesthetic and, (laughs) and like your, her reels, you guys, like she's got some great reels and I mean, yeah, you're funny. And like, you've got some great mindset shifts in there too. And I mean, I, if I looked at your page, I'd be like, oh, this girl, like 
has been on social media for a while. Like I wouldn't have expected. Uh, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so speaking of that, like where can people find you and any like upcoming projects that you're working on or you have currently? Yeah, for sure. So anyone who wants to find me, you can find me on Facebook, um, in my Facebook group, Master Manifestors, but I'm the most active on Instagram and that's at the Affirmation Boss, T-H-E and Affirmation Boss. And my current offers are mainly my coaching. So I've extended, um, mainly I have my six week one-on-one coaching program, Attract Your Dream Life. And that really just focuses on, you know, confidence. It focuses on getting rid of your limiting beliefs, your fear, your self-doubt. And it's really for the woman who's sick of trying all the different manifestation techniques and she's ready to try manifesting a new way. And for me, that's with a healing first and subconscious um, approach. So we focus really on sabotage, self-sabotaging behaviors and releasing those deep-rooted, unprocessed emotions so that you can start attracting you know, your dream life. And my containers right now are that six-week program, and I've now extended it to either single sessions or you can do longer, so three months, six months. Cool, yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah, I love the approach that she takes, that you take with healing and like getting into those deeper things because Mm -hmm. a lot of times you know if you just focus on the more superficial things that you're not going to get to the the root cause or like the big the big thing that's really influencing your mindset so yeah guys I'll link her stuff down below uh go follow her check her out and yeah it was just so great talking to you today it was great catching up and this conversation really uplifted me a lot too so thank you for your time and for being on Thank you so much for having me. I definitely enjoyed this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You like even just watching your videos, you you talk so well and the messages you give like are so powerful. So thank you again. And uh you guys listening, make sure to I was gonna say like and subscribe, but um leave a five-star rating if you haven't already and share this podcast if you're listening. Take like a, a take a snapshot what am I saying? (laughs) Take a screenshot and put it on your Instagram stories. And I will talk to you guys next week. And thanks for being on Asosa. All right. Well, bye guys. Have a good rest of your day.